Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Russell Mills, and this is KRMG In Depth, the podcast. Tulsa Central High School traces its roots to 1906. Tulsa High School opened its doors downtown near 4th and Boston. It moved to 6th and Cincinnati in 1917. Its current location is Tulsa Central High School. is northwest of downtown. They moved there in 76. But in all those years and more than 90 seasons of football, the Braves have played their home games somewhere else than home because they had no stadium at least until now. Recently, I had a chance to talk with David Reed of Reed Architecture and Interiors here in Tulsa. He's worked on several stadiums. You'll hear him talk about that. And we'll talk about that history at Tulsa Central High School and designing for large crowds in the time of COVID. Here's the entire conversation, unedited and in its entirety. Thanks for listening. All right, so we are on with David Reed, and David Reed, you are in the construction game, and you guys have a project coming up that I think is going to surprise some people. It is Tulsa's oldest high school, right? Central High School, oldest yes, extant, sir. I should say, still existing high school in the city, has never had its own football stadium, which I, you know, to me, kind of a little mind blowing. But you've got some background on this because you grew up around here, yeah? I did. I did. In fact, my mom graduated from Central High School, and so did my mother-in-law. Wow. So family connections, for sure. There's some, definitely. And and Central High, they've been playing where? At Booker T? Is that right? Yes. S.C. Williams football stadium there at Booker T's campus. And um, I think in the early days, when they were located downtown Tulsa, you know, they didn't obviously have a football stadium in downtown but I think they played out at TU. Uh, but you might want to fact check me on that. I that think I think you're right. Um, but you know what? Um, I can do a little Google searching on all that. But let's get let's get to what's going on now because regardless yes, of what happened in the past, um, dirt's going to start moving pretty soon if it hasn't already. Kind of tell us what's happening. Yeah. So uh, they actually started moving dirt yesterday on relocating some utilities so that we can place the football stadium on their campus next to um, basically using their practice field and um, track that they have there now existingly. And we're going to put bleachers, press box, um, lights, and a, uh, and a new facility to house the locker rooms for both home and visitors, as well as restrooms, concessions for the fans on their on their campus and this will be like i said earlier this is their first on-campus football stadium so over you know 90 years as a high school in tulsa this will be their first home field advantage 
And as big as football is, high school football in the state of Oklahoma, I, like I said, I'm, I'm still kind of mind, mind blown that this didn't happen earlier. So I'm guessing this didn't just occur in the last week. Like this has been an Correct. ongoing yeah, conversation. And for a long time, they have Tulsa Public Schools and, and the community around Tulsa has been very supportive um, over the years in passing these bond issues. And this will, this was in the um, last bond issue. Uh, so it was 2015, I believe, was when this was voted on. And um, it's it's a long time coming. And, and I know that the, the principal there at um, Central, as well as a lot of the alumni and, and, and obviously current students are, are very anxious and excited to, to get this rolling and uh, hopefully roll into next season with uh, with their home field. Right. So what is the timeline? I mean, do, do we think that we'll be able to play there by next season? Yes, sir. Our anticipated completion date will be of just around the start of the next school year. So, so should... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say they should be able to uh, to have their first home game um, in September or late August. I know they, they've got to be looking forward to that. So I, I have to imagine you weren't the only contractor interested. Um, are, now, are you the architect? Are you the, the... I'm the architect. Yeah, I'm the architect. And uh, we've we just finished uh, Rogers High School football stadium this last season. Um, opened it up so that was their first um, home field stadium for uh, Rogers which has been around for about 70 plus years and then um, and Central is now getting theirs well and you know while we were talking I was doing a little Google and, and yeah founded in 1906 this is Tulsa's oldest contiguously existent high school Paul Harvey graduated from Tulsa. They've had they've had some pretty notable people over the years. Yeah, that, that yes, have graduated have. there and have never and been able to play. Head coaching career started there, right? And have never been able to play a home game, really. And and that's just I don't know. That's a little bit crazy. So you mentioned that it's not just about you know bleachers and lights. That there are some some other facilities. Can you give us a little more detail? Is there like workout rooms and stuff like that in those locker facilities? Because everything's well, about mixed do. use these days, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We, we try to make sure that every space we design uh, in today's dollars has at least two uses, if not um, more than that. And, yeah, the the locker room buildings also has, like I said, the public restrooms, uh, concession stand, the ticket booth, um, as well as referee locker rooms inside there. They do have a, um, a building that was built a few years ago that does have their weight room, and um, coaches' offices in it already, so they've had that there. Um, but now this is their first time to actually have a press box and bleachers for the fans and uh, and lights on the field, so they can uh, host that Friday night lights game. So hopefully. I'm curious, David, as an architect, as you're drawing up these kind of designs and and figuring out, you know, because you have to take into account how people move where they're going to yeah, gather, situations. how they clump, all that kind of stuff. And nowadays, you know, you, you have to think about the possibility of, uh, well, maybe social distancing will be a thing for a year or two or, you know, taking into mm -hmm. account how you design things. Can you talk a little bit about the impact of, of, you know, the current pandemic and everything on how you approach that kind of a design? Well, 
it is it has definitely impacted how we we approach the design, and, it, and it's really it's a matter of now you need even more you know square footage, more space to um, allow the queuing of the fans as they approach the stadium. How do you uh, get them to their seats with minimal interaction of, um, of other folks? And honestly, the the key the two key factors in any athletic facility is circulation and sight lines. I mean, if, if, if people show up and they can't have a good view of what they showed up to be at, then uh, you know, that's a fail. And then if you can't move people in and out efficiently, you know, patience, especially during the, uh, over the last year or two, patience is wearing much thinner. So, you know, getting people to access their seats, access uh, restroom facilities, concessions, and, and wayfinding so that they're not wandering around um, it's critical in, in athletic design and that's uh, one of the things we've been very fortunate and, and blessed with a lot of um, a lot of experience in athletic facilities from everywhere from intramural fields to um, Boone Pickens Stadium and Gallagher Ave Arena we've had had some outstanding projects and clients that have um, entrusted a lot of um, yeah put a lot of faith in us and, and we've been able to deliver for them and um, and continue to our passion is to help schools find their way through this um, this not only our current situation but you know, how do we move forward and what are the lessons we can learn through the pandemic that can help us be better and smarter and more efficient with our spaces and uh, and how we move people in and out of those facilities going forward. I'm sitting here thinking of all the businesses that have had to come up with new ways to just keep the lights on and, and do business and survive in this climate. And thinking outside the box has definitely been a part of that process, coming up with new ways to do stuff. Hey, David, do you know um, what this, does this uh, stadium have a name yet? Have they, will it be dedicated to someone in particular? Because Central's got, and you mentioned it, they've got some pretty notable alumni they could name that thing after. They do, they do, and and to that point, uh, Gil Clouds, the athletic director for the um, entire district of Tulsa Public Schools, and they've um, put together a um, a committee to try to figure out what is what is this place going to be named and, and how that goes about. So, it, basically, my answer to you is that question is much higher than my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it remains to be answered. It is a process. That's right. The wheels are turning. But whatever they call it, it will be the home of the Braves. Yes, sir. <laughs> right. The Central High Braves will finally have a spot of turf they can call their own and defend as their home field. So it's good news, and I think we need good news these days. And, David, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to to explain all of this to our listeners. Anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up? Um, just thank you for um, the interest in the story. I, certainly, we, me and my team, are very passionate about uh, this project and are excited that the Tulsa Public Schools are getting this at, at Central and um, go Braves. I look forward to um, seeing them on the field next season. Yep, I look forward to seeing a game on that field in the very near future. And again, David Reed, uh, with it's Reed Construction, I think is the name. Is that right? Actually, read architecture and interiors. Read architecture and interiors. I will make sure and get that right on the air. And uh, again, David, thank you very much. I do appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Take All right. Care. Stay safe Bye. out there. Bye. Will do. Okay.
You've been listening to KRMG In-Depth, the podcast. I'm always looking for stories about the people, places, and politics of Oklahoma. I'm easy to find on Facebook, or you can always email me and the entire KRMG news team. The email address is news at krmg.com. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for the listen. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.